Vaccinations against COVID-19 are underway across the country, even here in southeast Alabama. But the demand for COVID-19 vaccine continues to exceed supply as Alabama has more than 326,000 health care workers and nearly 350,000 people who qualify for a vaccine because they are 75 years old and older. Dr. Edmid Scandam, hospitalist at Southeast Health, talks about the Pfizer and the Moderna vaccines. Both showed significant efficacy, around 95%. So that is where they are similar in terms of technology and how we are doing it. Now, the difference is one big thing which comes about is the cold storage. And the cold storage, even though the technologies are similar, uh, the storage and distribution is different because Pfizer needs the vaccine to be stored at minus 75 degrees and Moderna needs the vaccine to be stored at minus 20 degrees. For Pfizer, it needs minus 75 degrees, which is colder than probably colder than 50 degrees, cooler than any vaccine we have currently used in the United States. But once you open it, you can use it uh, up to five days in the refrigerator before it expires. For Moderna, it is minus 20 degrees, which is around the temperature of a home freezer. So the Moderna vaccine can also be stored up to 30 days before it expires once you put it in the refrigerator. So long story short, Pfizer can be used in institutions who have the infrastructure to distribute uh, after creating these kind of cold storages. So typically, Hospitals like Southeast Health has it. Uh, Moderna can be used in smaller facilities like clinics and pharmacies. And, you know, just because you don't have that kind of uh, infrastructure, those freezers have to be special ordered and purchased to uh, store these vaccines. The other difference is the dosage and the timing. So both of these vaccines are two doses. Pfizer is a a small dose of uh, 0.30 micrograms given over two doses, 21 days or three weeks apart. Moderna is about 100 micrograms, which are given about four weeks apart or 28 days or one month apart. So those are the differences we are seeing. And also when uh, the authorization was filed, Pfizer was authorized for 16 and older, and Moderna was authorized for 18 and older. So those are the big uh, differences, but in many ways, they both are very similar. Are both good for the COVID variant? The information regarding this has been limited. Now, when we talk variants, uh, one thing to understand is it is with viruses, it's not unusual to find variants. So viruses typically work by entering the body, entering a a typical cell, overtaking their nucleus to form new virus molecules and then burst open and then start the cycle each time. So each time when they are doing that, there is a chance for that replication because basically they are creating the same sequence over and over again. So each time you do that, there is a possibility that there would be a small mutation and that can form a variant. Now, and some variants are variants which cannot reproduce anymore, so they just die off, you know. But these two variants in question are um, UK variant and South African variant. Now, 
the data regarding this is limited. One thing we know for sure is, uh, for especially regarding the UK variant, is that it has increased infectivity. The severity of the disease from what limited literature is out is not more severe than what we are seeing right now. However, it is easier to spread. So if it is easier to spread, then the chances of more people falling sick is higher and it can cause an increased burden on the healthcare system, which is already stretched out. South African variant is very similar in that regard. And uh, again, literature is limited, but also what they, what literature is saying is the, uh, for the, the vaccine we have should have immunity against both of these variants. Now, only time would say as more information and data comes in, but so far it looks like they are either similar or close to the spike protein vaccine that we have. Uh, Pfizer vaccine is uh, created with BioNTech collaboration with a company which helped generate this mRNA vaccine. And they had mentioned in their press release since as long as they have the mRNA sequence, if in the future any variant comes about, they would be able to quickly make and disperse a vaccine. And hopefully we don't reach that stage where we have to get to that point. And hopefully if we have more vaccines distributed, uh, you would have more people who are immune. If more people are immune, the vaccine and the virus cannot spread, it basically dies up. And that's how you create herd immunity. Are there any side effects to the Pfizer or the Moderna? So I can tell you that the vaccine site hurts. If you ever had a tetanus shot, it seems somewhat similar to that. But to be honest, me and my colleagues who got the vaccines, we were still able to work. We took some Tylenol and Motrin a few doses a day, and we were able to get over that. You could also have systemic findings like maybe fever, a little bit of headache, chills, tiredness. Uh, those are the common things we see. Now, when you compare the Pfizer, according to the data, you know, you get the first dose, you are about 50 some percent in a few days um, uh, immune. But by the time 10 to 14 days out with like Moderna, they, you expect around 94 percent immunity, which is pretty significant in my regards. Right now, Southeast Health and the Department of Public Health, they're only issuing the vaccine right now to those that are 75 and older and also frontline workers. When do you think it will be available for the general public, maybe by the spring or the summer? Possibly. And, you know, we are following the guidelines. So if you go to either Alabama Public Health or even to Southeast Health social media sites, you have links to distribute, to mention that. So when we started off, it was the frontline providers, you know, who are dealing with COVID-19. While they are taking care of these patients, they obviously need to be immunized, not just for protection of them, but also for continued care of the patients as they are coming in. The second level was open for now 75 and older, where we are right now. Now, including other frontline providers, including like uh, EMS, uh, law enforcement, firefighters. So uh, the next step after that, if you look on ADPH, they keep it updated. And uh, the next step would be the next high-risk uh, population and then so on and so forth. My hope is before summer, a significant amount of the population should qualify for the vaccine for sure. And that would be helpful. I'm Deborah Pearson reporting for Wolf News.